Fantasy Focus Baseball Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tristan Cockroft and Eric Arabell. Hi, this is the Fantasy Focus Baseball, Thursday, July 18th, 2019. No Tristan today, but AJ Mass is here to share his knowledge. Kyle Soppy is here to produce the show, handle the hash browns, and Tom Carpenter just kind of sits quietly in the corner and makes sure we behave ourselves. Today's show, more pitchers to watch for the weekend, more unfortunate injuries, more closers on the hot seat, more combo meals more myriad hash browns lots of more that's what we have aj today are you ready for more 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 how do you like it Ooh, wow Ooh, i i feel like there should be some sort of carry uh samantha kind of debate here that was that was their theme song wasn't it the advertising way back in the day <laughs> i don't even know why i said that honestly i don't know why i say anything on this show none of it's prepared it's not like i'm writing this <laughs> stuff down it's amazing frankly that tom carpenter doesn't have to like involve himself ever when i'm just making all this up along the way but um there's there is lots to discuss on today's show we'll talk about chris paddock he was really good last night um alberto monis adalberto monis he's hurt again oh tristan probably loves it uh and the pitchers to watch this weekend we'll get some of the a points league aside from aj who specializes in that whereas i don't know anything about points i'm basically roto and of course i'll read the ads have a little fun and uh just play the buzz AJ, I haven't looked at your rankings in a while, so let me ask you: What do you do with rookie pitchers? Because in most of a lot of these cases, we know they're going to be on an innings limit. Chris Paddock looked great last night, and I'm watching the game, and this is kind of like how like the new era has ruined me. I'm thinking they're not going to let him finish it, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> because you know a pitcher's arm literally falls off at 100 pitches. Mocking, do they have to take him out? I don't think he would have made it. Doesn't matter. He gave up a home run. But Chris Paddock looked great. Mike Soroka continues to look great. When you're talking about rookie hitters versus rookie pitchers, do you favor the hitters in your rankings? Yeah, absolutely. You have to. It's just, uh, you know, our rankings are rest of season, not how well they've done thus far. And so you do have to worry about these teams, especially for teams that are not competing for any postseason play. Uh, you know, they're they're definitely going to – you know, pull pull those pitchers at some point. You, you know, September starts, and you have to wonder: I mean, do I get one start out of them? Two starts? So, you know, I, I worry about Paddock absolutely. And the other thing about the National League, especially, is that pretty much every team is in it for a wild the second wild card spot, except the Marlins. So the Padres can make the case that they're still in this, so they won't trade away their closer, and they'll maybe push Paddock further. The Giants have won every game over the last two weeks. Rockies haven't. It's amazing. What's Even your Mets are still kind of in play here. When you're five games out, <laughs> yeah. when you're five games out of a playoff spot, that's one week. It, it, it is true. It is true that uh, you know you, one hot week, uh, like the Giants, uh, one good series, and suddenly it's like, hey, although if you look at their bullpen, I, I don't necessarily think that you have a lot to be uh, optimistic about overall. Yeah, I mean that that's the uh days of parody that we live in, I guess. I, I do think the, the fact that we have the single trade deadline uh is going to uh be a, a benefit to us in fantasy, certainly over previous years, because we don't have to spend the, the next six weeks worrying about are our guys going somewhere else. It's just two weeks and then we can just fuck away. 
I hope that's a fun day. That's two weeks from yesterday, last day of July. And, you know, there might be trades today or tomorrow or next week. But, man, I would think, like, a lot of these teams, whether it's the Mets, the Phillies, the Giants, the Rockies, they're they're waiting 10 more days to see how far they are out of the playoff spot and then making decisions based on that. And then fantasy owners will have to react to that. I, I don't do a whole lot of adding, dropping before a, a, a MLB trade deadline. Whereas like, to, like I'm not dropping Will Smith expecting him to get traded to be a setup man somewhere else, nor am I picking up like Mark Melanson, who's probably next in line. But how do you react? And I'm sure you'll get to this next week with Tristan. How do you react up to the MLB trade deadline? Do you add players in advance of that? Do you cut anybody thinking, oh, they're not going to have value anymore? Do you do anything? I, I think if your team is, you know, you look at your placement in the standings, just like the Major League Baseball teams look at where they are in, in the standings, you look at yours. If, you know, if you're in a, a, a dynasty league, then certainly you're going to react differently than if you're a one-and-done league. Uh, I tend to just let the teams dictate what I'm going to do. I, I don't try and anticipate because, you know, like the Mets could – like a week ago, we're going to trade, you know, Syndergaard, and we're going to trade, the, you know, everybody but Degrom from that pitching staff, and you know, then they win four games, and it's like, oh, they're not trading anybody, and they can't trade Wheeler because he's on the IL. So, you know, I think there's just too much uh, flux from week to week that to try and get ahead of it, it, it you're, it's a fool's errand. The one thing I will look at is saves. If you're in a deep league or an NL only, you add a guy like Melanson or in the AL, like I guess Jimenez if Shane Green gets dealt. Nate Valdi might might be back this weekend saving games for the Red Sox, literally, not even like for, you know, saying. Like, sure, that's sure. Right. And, and that's the difference between points and, and Roto, because I don't care about save per se. I just right. care about, uh, you know, the points. So, yes, uh, you know, a guy who's getting a lot of holds and uh, is doing well as a setup guy in a Roto league, yeah, maybe you want to be get them one week too soon and, and hope they get traded into a position. But, uh, you know, points leagues, I don't worry about it. Let's get to some names ever so briefly here. I wrote about the Tampa Bay infield today in the most added in the free agent blog entry because they're infielders. They only have two players, two hitters uh, rostered in more than 50% of leagues. Now, maybe Michael Brousseau will stop hitting or Yandy Diaz or who was the other guy? L- Nate Lowe. I'm just saying they're all interesting to me. Kesson Curit. You got to get Kesson Curit. I couldn't believe he's still available in 70% of leagues. Ramon Laureano is awesome. He's finally up to 50%. Not a walker, though. So for points leagues in Roto, Laureano is hugely valuable. He can hit for power. He can steal bases. How do you view Laureano in a points league when he doesn't take any walks? Uh, yeah, you know, on base percentage or, or the ratio of walks to strikeouts certainly is very important in the points league. And, and man, wasn't, wasn't that like a terrific example of just for pure baseball of him robbing the home run and then hitting a home run like the very next uh, at, at that uh, yesterday, it was just fantastic to watch. Uh, you know, he's a top 50 outfielder, but that's it. I mean, it's towards the tail end there because he doesn't get on base as frequently as perhaps other people who may not be as baseball friendly. Uh, you know, I'd much rather have a Lorenzo Kane just because if he gets on base, he's going to steal, and that's an extra point for me, you know? Fair enough. And I, I do apologize to Danny Santana, who I've ripped for literally three months now, but I. I can't do it anymore. I mean, he had two more home runs. He's on his way to 20 homers, 20 steals. Obviously, he's hitting a golf ball like everybody else, but he's still hitting over 300. And so, you know, you may not want him in a points league. He's not a walker, but in a roto league, Danny Santana is putting up numbers. I apologize to him. So I apologize to you, Darvish. How do you view you, Darvish? He's a walker, and that's bad for a pitcher. 
I've been giving him no credit most of the season. Yesterday was another good outing. It's a good whip. It's a huge strikeout rate. But I'm scared. I'm scared, AJ, to roster you, Darvish, because I know his next outing could be four walks in three innings. Exactly. I mean, he is a matchup play at best for points leagues. Uh, I, You know, not that a four ERA in this day and age is bad, which is kind of where I, I have him for the rest of the season, a little over four. How many pitchers aren't over four? I mean, it, it's with the baseball being what it is and, you know, check swings going out of the park. Uh, it's, it's the walks. It's the walks for Darvis. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, he strikes out 10 a game, but if he was walking five, then, then how can I trust him? Uh, injuries, uh, Mondesi, as I mentioned, hurt his shoulder. He thought I, they said he dislocated during a game. He's on the injury list. No timetable for him to return. But since he's accounted for like forty percent of all stolen bases in baseball this season, you have to keep him rostered. That's a little exaggeration. I do exaggerate from time to time on this show and in my writing. Um, but Mondesi could be back by the end of the month, so I, I don't see how you can drop him. How have you viewed Montesi? Like, obviously, much more viable in Roto because he's stealing. He's going to lead the majors in steals. Even if he doesn't play the rest of the season, he would lead the majors in steals. Uh, but in a points league, he just doesn't get on base enough. Yeah, I mean, he's probably, uh, you know, I have him in my top ten. He's number nine, slightly ahead of Eduardo Escobar. I'll probably move Escobar up. Uh, at shortstop, uh, not overall. Yeah, yeah at shortstop, okay. at shortstop. Just, just because of, of, you know, the injury, he's going to probably fall out of my top ten for, for, you know, I don't know exactly how long. I mean, the injury looked pretty bad. He wasn't moving that arm. And and can I just say to, to, to all you baseball players out there, if your teammate has just hurt his arm and, and he gets up and he's walking on the field with the trainer, don't slap him on the shoulder. Yes, <laughs> that, that, that's not. I, I realized it was the other shoulder, but still, the way he, that he wins when he got slapped on the shoulder is just like, oh, come on, guys. Uh, but yeah, Escobar is probably going to move right up my top ten now. I mean, the hitting home runs both sides of the plate, although, you know, again, one was just baseball-induced. But uh, <laughs> they, 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 do some, they do some strange things. Like, how about this? Like, you get a walk-off hit. They like almost they do everything but murder you. They run out on the field, they attack <laughs> yeah. you, stomp you, throw things at you, pour water on you. Like I, I don't know if I want a game winning hit. Okay. Thank goodness no one has uh, really come down with like a whipped cream allergy, because uh, that would just destroy some of those post game interview uh, was, sneak attacks. Who was the guy who stomped on home plate and broke his leg on a walk off? Oh, it was a catcher. Yeah. Or was yeah, it Kendrick Morales? Yes. I think it was Morales. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just like that one you can't blame on your teammates, though. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, Mets fan. Travis Darno couldn't hit as a Met, but he had three homers as a Yankee. Um, what's your stance here on Darno and catchers in general? I wrote the other day there's only four you got a roster, and Mitch Garver's pretty much my fifth. If, if Darno's hitting, if Roberto Perez is hitting, just add them until they stop hitting. That's my stance. Yours? Yeah, I think that's pretty much uh, they're. You know, if you're in a two catcher league, and obviously you you already have these rotating number twos, I'm sure. It's, uh, you know, I I picked up Christian Vasquez in in tout uh, like a month month and a half ago, and just locked him as my number two. Um, that was pretty good for for a number two catcher there. Uh, but in general, yeah, you just you can't worry about it. It's 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 such a not deep position. Yeah, uh, no, I mean he's going to get. Days like this, I watched him for a couple of years. I don't think he's that great a catcher in general. I don't think he's a great defensive catcher, and the offense isn't there. I, I just I don't get him as a major leaguer, to be honest. But then again, in this day and age, three opposite field home runs to the short Yankee right field porch. Yep. Unbelievable. Um, all right, let's see what else here. All right, let's just hit the combo meals. Hey. 
right, so Starlin Castro did it last night. Oscar Mercado had a pair this week. And Christian Yelich Hoham with his ninth, which is amazing. I think Yelich is the only guy who's going to go 30-30 this season, homers and steals. Um, the only other guy I could make a case for is Ronald Acuna, who's been running a lot lately. Mercado looks good. And stolen bases in Roto, you know, like, are important. <laughs> so... That's a guy to watch. A lot of rookies, AJ. And I wrote about rookies the other day, and I, I did my top ten for the rest of the season. I think you were forced to edit. I'm sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I, I every time you say you, you're you're editing, I I, I, I want to like send you like something. Um, Mercado, Tyler O'Neill, Hura. These aren't even like the top rookies. Everybody looks at Vlad and Eloy, and of course Tatis, who's just playing awesome. Um, your thoughts on Mercado? Is this a keeper? Is this a guy like a 2020 guy? I mean, yeah, I think he certainly could be. I, I, I think uh, I currently have him in my top 40 on outfielders, and he's on he's on the rise. I, I wasn't necessarily all in on him. I mean, there's just been so many rookies coming up, but I, I think he's proven that he certainly uh, belongs in the Cleveland lineup for this year and, and for many years to come. I mean, their, their outfield is, is going to be good. Uh, you know, once they figure out exactly which three are going to be in there uh, on a regular basis, that, that could be a really good outfield going forward. Not quite the Marlins outfield that they used to have before they traded them all away, but uh, it's going to be good. Um, you can all check out AJ's rankings. They are posted at ESPN Fantasy. Just quickly, next season, 2020, Yelich, Bellinger, Trout, anyone else? What's your top five right now for next year? Awesome. So hard to speculate. Uh, I, I hate doing that just because I, I need to know, you know, where they're going to be and what, what player movement there's going to be. I mean, obviously. If you have Trout right now, are you trading him in a points league for Yelich or Bellinger? No. I, I'm not trading anybody. It, 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 it's, it's not like the Monty Hall problem where you always trade what you have because you just you just don't know. I, I'd rather keep the guy I have. Uh, I mean, I think Acuna certainly could be up there. Uh, next year and join them in the top five, along with Arenado and Mookie. I, I think those those six. I think Acuna's four. <laughs> I think it's. I I'm, think it's, th- I'm saying those those six yeah. are gonna are gonna battle for the top five spots certainly. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I think Freddie Freeman has had a great year. I think this is he's certainly worthy of consideration for a top five player in this season. But I don't think you can count on him uh, yeah, doing that well again next year. If I tell you that I want to put Fernando Tatis in my first round, will you laugh at me? Uh, you know, I won't laugh at you, and here's why. I mean, watching yesterday's game, particularly when, you know, they're working on the perfect game, and he makes the error uh, on just, he was overthinking it. He was just, he was like, just get it over there. You could you could just see his, his wheels turning, and then he, he choked on the throw, but then he turns to double play on the very next pitch. And, and I was just like, that shows a maturity level that I didn't think that necessarily he had, or just rookies in general. Like, you know, that was a big goof to screw up a perfect game. And the very next play, he's like there, he makes it, turns turns to double play. I like his mental makeup, and I think that to me is almost more important than the talent for a rookie who comes up. Excellent point. I think he's a 30-30 player. I think I want to make the case for him. Like, Trey Turner went in the first round this year, and I was like, uh, I would rather have Tatis next year. Okay. I would rather have SeatGeek. How about that? Baseball season is well underway, and there's no better place to get your tickets than on SeatGeek. SeatGeek pulls millions of tickets into one place so you can easily find the seats you want for a price you're willing to pay. There's nothing quite like being there in person. SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for great value. Speaking of being there in person, SeatGeek asks baseball fans from all 30 teams all across the country which stadiums have the best experience. From the food to the traffic, they ranked it all. 
Want to know where your team ranks? Check them out at www.seatgeek.com slash stadium dash guides and find out what fans said about your favorite stadium. That's www.seatgeek.com slash stadium dash guides. But whether your team ranked high or low, make sure to get out to a game this season with SeatGeek's help. And to help you get even more savings on tickets, listeners to this fine show get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app. And enter promo code FFB today. It's promo code FFB for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. AJ, what's your favorite stadium? What's the best experience? Uh, my favorite stadium is certainly not uh Field <laughs> at all. I, I think it's so. It's, it's just a sterile ballpark. I, I mean, for me, it's Fenway. Okay. Uh, I, I just I just like Fenway. It's an old ballpark. I've been to Fenway. I've been to Wrigley. I, well, the first time I went to Wrigley was almost like a religious experience because, you know, I've been spending all my youth spinning the all-star baseball spinner and seeing Wrigley Field. So that was really cool, and I got to go when Harry was still alive. But I, I, Fenway, to me, even though I'm not a Red Sox fan, I just I just really love the atmosphere there. It is. It's a fantastic atmosphere. All right. Um, here are the closers. It's the carousel. The, the Closer Carousel. All right, as we mentioned, Nate Evaldi could be saving games for the Red Sox this weekend. Go at him now. Don't wait for his first save. Somebody else will get him first. Please look. If you if you need saves, okay, now not everybody does. There's plenty of saves out there. Han- Hansel Robles and Ian Kennedy and, you know, Luke Jackson of Atlanta. They're all available in more than half of ESPN Standard Leagues. Now, my theory is that the teams that are trying and doing well don't need those closers. They already have their saves. Maybe that's the issue there. But and if you're if speculating in a roto league, uh, I, Scott Obert has to take over Wade Davis soon. I, I can't believe it hasn't already happened. Um, did you get to see Kenley Jansen blow the save against the Phillies on Tuesday night? Um, he looked bad, and you know he's having a fine season. He's on the best team in baseball. But man, if I have Kenley Jansen in a fantasy league, roto or points, I look to sell for a lesser closer or pick up a lesser closer and another bat. What would you do? Yeah, I think that. That's definitely the case. I mean, certainly, you know, again, that's the beauty of dealing in points leagues. I don't really need closers. I, I, although one of my strategies is to have, like, an ace and then, like, as many closers as possible. That's, you know, that's something you do on draft day. Um, if you haven't adopted that strategy, it doesn't really matter where your points come from. So, yeah, I have no problem with anybody, especially because as the season gets longer and we see that these staffs are now much more prone to whether they're using the opener strategy and just moving relievers all over the place. Just these relievers, they just get used so much now that no one person is really a guy who's going to like get you saves in like, you know, a sure thing anymore. the, The days of Mariano just getting the ball are gone. All right, taking a look at the schedule here, ESPN Plus has Steven Strasburg and the streaking Nationals. They're really good. Braves are really good, too. Um, man, Strasburg has been so good. Hasn't allowed a run in July. Um, he's pacing, uh, facing Miami and Philadelphia, 20 strikeouts and 13 and a third. He's going deep into games. Nationals have three really good starting pitchers. Um, is Scherzer still your number one starting pitcher? And is Strasburg in your top 10 or close to it? Or are you still worried about durability? Because he's been great. Uh, I'm a little worried about durability. I mean, Scherzer is still my number one. Uh, Strasburg is in my top 20. He wasn't for a long time just because uh, I, I do worry about his uh, health. But, you know, with each and every start, he moves a little bit close, closer to that, that top 10. And, uh, yeah, I, 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 I like him. I like Clevenger. I like Clevenger who pitched yesterday, although 
I am also concerned about him and that herpy jerky motion. I, 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 it, just watching him, it, it, it scares me. I, I get nervous every time he's throwing the ball. And, you, I, you know, I can't really buy into necessarily his stats against the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> I don't know why not. Uh, 12 strikeouts, <laughs> six innings. It's it's weird. It's like he repeats his delivery, but then his right leg is moving all over afterwards. It's like, how can he stay healthy doing that? Um Cleveland's rotation is going to win people fantasy leagues, I believe. Not only is Shane Bieber great, I'm a believer. Uh, Clevenger is pitching great. Corey Kluber might be back two weeks, three weeks, I don't know. But he might be great the final two months. Carlos Carrasco, I think, will come back maybe by August as well. Um, they've got pitching, and Trevor Bauer kind of is pitching on Thursday today. He gets Detroit. I'm telling you what right now, he's not going to do what Clevenger did. Like, there's at least four runs allowed coming to Trevor Bauer today. That's what he's been this year. Kind of frustrating. Um, what else? Mike Fires, by the way, the only guy who's throwing a no-hitter this year by himself. He's uh, at Minnesota. Mike Fires is better than people think. Okay? I mean, whether it's points or roto, he's winning games, he's getting strikeouts, preventing runs. You can do worse than Mike Fires facing Kyle Gibson. Um, looking at, oh, Syndergaard and Bumgarner. That's the... Uh, I'm getting traded soon matchup. Although I doubt the Mets move, move Cindergard. I, the Giants, now that they've won so much lately, may not trade Bumgarner or Will Smith. That's just not smart. I don't think this is, this is the year you're making the wild card game, beating Scherzer, and then beating the Dodgers. I would sell Bumgarner, right? Because that's what you're going to have to do unless the Nationals oh, catch the Braves. Absolutely. Some of the Giants I'm selling. I mean, I, I, I'm glad that the Mets can use the excuse of, of having a hot streak here as a reason not to sell Noah because I don't want them to. I think that's one of the few things that they have going for them is the, the top of the rotation. And, if, you know, if they do that, forget about it. They, w- they won't be good for another five years if they do that. Uh, Friday night. Oh, here's uh, Kyle's boy, Mike Miner, facing Justin Verlander. Let's get your take here, AJ. Uh, Mike Miner, I still like him. AJ thinks he's worse than Rick Porcello. What are you What are you doing with Mike Miner if you got him in a fantasy? Are you selling? I probably am. I mean, I I do think he's got the possibility to finish the season, you know, really strong and be top twenty five pitcher. But at the same time, there's so much risk involved there, and I don't like Texas as as a as a ballpark uh, in the summer months. I just I just still. Especially with this baseball, I, I, I worry that it's just all the home games in August are just going to end up with, like, six runs for every starting pitcher out there. Of course, his home games in August could be in Atlanta or Philadelphia or Los Angeles. Well, that that can be, but we will know. We will know. We, will we won't have to worry about that August weeks. 15th waiver deal. <laughs> no waivers. Not this year. Waivers are gone. Um, Saturday, Lucas Giolito and Blake Snell. That's a good matchup. How about that? Um, Giolito, uh, kind of inconsistent and erratic over the past month. Uh, Blake Snell, too. All I think he's kind of right of the ship. I would say Blake Snell still in my top 10, Giolito in my top 20. That's how I view it. Back end on both. Fair. Absolutely fair. Uh, I've got the 9 and 18 respectively, so yep. I'm totally with you on that one. Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN, you don't want to miss it. It's the Nationals and the Braves, starting pitchers as of now. Not really announced, uh, but does it matter? It's ESPN, it's A-Rod. You want to watch good baseball? There it is. Two playoff teams, Nationals and Braves. ESPN Plus earlier in the day has Brandon Woodruff, the most underrated strikeout pitcher, uh, probably in baseball right now. Top 10 strikeout guy. How about that? Um, I don't see anything else. You don't want Daniel Mengden. You, Michael Pineda is still available. Uh, kind of, you know, you can do worse as a, your last starter. Roto or points. 
Don't you don't want Vince Velasquez under any circumstances? Zach Plesac of the Indians, okay, facing Kansas City. You know, a lineup without Mondesi, their number three hitter. Sure, I'm on board sure, with that. Absolutely. Um, Herman Marquez, Colorado at the Yankees this weekend. Marquez, you want him in road games, you don't want him in home games. I think we've been saying this since the Rockies became a franchise, but. Herman Marquez got just tooled up in his last outing at home by the Giants of all teams. But at Yankee Stadium, yeah, I'm on board with Herman Marquez. You agree with that? Yeah, I, I think he's he's a, a number three starter in fantasy right now, at least certainly in points leagues. And, again, if, you, if you're if you able to uh, play those splits and, and not worry about those blowouts. I mean, oof, I, was, I was watching the end of that. Yeah. Giants Rockies game yesterday. It's just you know, it, we're back to that situation where like an eight run lead isn't safe. Like you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and uh, I don't. I mean, I kind of I didn't recommend Wade Davis, but I thought he would still end up with like thirty saves. Now I don't think that at all. <laughs> and, and like Kyle Freeland, like I mean, Kyle, you can't be happy with this. He's got your name, not representing the name well. No, not at all. No. I hear Rick Porcello's middle name is Kyle. Is that true? Interesting take. I I will get research on that. I can't Can you confirm look that, that. Up? Yeah, sure. It I'll, might not be on the baseball reference page, but I think it might, you know, like I'll look at I the Eric Carabell database and see if it's in there. <laughs> okay. I'm having fun with Kyle. Uh that that's the first half of the show. Look how quickly it goes. I can't believe it. But the second half, Kyle speaks more, and everybody loves that. Where was I? I was getting tweets about this song recently. I guess the guy who wrote it, maybe he was Brazilian. I don't know. He uh, he passed, which is sad, of course. Nothing like that, really. But uh-huh. um, yeah. Sometimes I joke that this is the song is called "Woman, Woman with Emphysema." That's obviously not true. It's "Girl from <laughs> Ipanema." AJ knows, right? That's what it's called. So Antonio Jobim. You know that? How do you know that? I feel like AJ's the kind of guy that you would take to trivia and win everything. He's worldly. Yeah. He's definitely worldly. Like, he knows, I only know about baseball, basically, and football. I have to say that. But, um, yeah, like, he know he knows the singer of the, well, there's no words, but like, there is songwriter. Oh, right. There's a songwriter, the composer, yeah. Uh-huh. I was gonna say, I could have told you I sung this song, it would be okay. AJ knows trivia. AJ does a lot of things. Right? Man of many talents. Man of many talents. I, I, I drink and I know things. I'm, I'm, I'm the Tyrion of the show, I know. <laughs> And he knew Matthew Barrett in college, so he definitely wow. knows things. <laughs> wow. I'm here. I yeah. feel like that could be a separate podcast. That could be like a week of podcasts, just the college years. You know, oh, like man. what's the zip code? It's not nine zero two one zero. Like some the zip code in Syracuse is the podcast. Like AJ, I'm gonna get fired. Okay, talk, uh, Kyle. <laughs> I can talk about a lot of things. I'm from upstate New York, so it's in that general Syracuse range. This will be my I- last show, but thank you so much, everybody. It's been fun. Eric's standoff moment. Okay, we've got Ryan. He loved the conversation about Loriano on Monday. He wants you guys to discuss your confidence in him compared to guys like Michael Conforto and Austin Riley. Ooh, fun. A Met and a Brave. Loriano's better because he steals bases and he's got Conforto's power. Austin Riley has power, but I don't know if anyone's noticed. He's batting like 130 over the past month. Because I have pitchers, him on my roster. I can tell you I've noticed. Yeah, pitchers have realized you can pitch to Austin Riley. So they are. And Riley b- belongs in that class of rookie power hitters like uh, Michael Chavez, Christian Walker. There's a lot of these guys who just hit for power and don't contribute to anything else. Now Riley's not even he's really hurting your batting average. You want to drop him, I- I'm okay with that. By the way, Ender Inciarte, who's so much fun as a defender, and he can get on base and steal a base. He's coming back this weekend. So Austin Riley picked a really bad time to slump because Inciarte could just come back and start playing center field. 
They can move Acuna over to left, and Austin Riley could sit on the bench with Johan Camargo. Um, but uh, my confidence, let's get your take here on Conforto because I still think Conforto has a season in him where he bats 280 with 35 home runs. Hasn't done it yet, but that would be really valuable, but he's not doing that. No, no, he's not doing that. Although it, it, it's this thing where like, the Mets tend to just all just bear down at the plate and swing for the fences. You don't have to do that with the baseball being what it is. Um, but they over, he overswings a lot, Conforto. And when he takes that moment, takes that breath and just, you know, eases into it, he does have much better success at the plate. I wish that he could do that more often. I, I do have him ranked higher than uh, Laureano going forward, but uh, Riley's definitely the, the lower of the three. I would take Laureano, but then I'm doing Roto, not points. And I'll say that at some point, Conforto really breaks out, like maybe like the Max Kepler season, like eventually. Maybe it's even next year. It's just, it's so met. Like, so much is going on with that team. I feel like it's hard to succeed unless you're like new and don't, and haven't lived the life of a Met. That's why McNeil and Alonso, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not trying to be unfair. Well, yeah, we, we, Pete Alonso was having the season that we all thought Conforto was going to have the uh, last year and this year. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I guess that's fair. That's fair. All right. What's, uh, what's next? Nathan's encouraged by what he's seen from Samarja in July. Just four earned runs, including a start at Coors. He wants to know if he's a viable option in 12 team points leagues. Ugh. Well, he asked for points. Is he viable? Is he a top 50? He can't be in your top 50, is he? No, no, he's not a top 50. I mean, uh, the, the recent success that he's had, which really defies explanation. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Coors Field, and, and you, you pitched that well. Uh, yeah, he, he, he's top 75. He's a matchups guy. And because he's a matchups guy, I certainly wouldn't have had him in there in Colorado. But, uh, you know, 12-team points league. Yeah. Sure, have him on your roster, but you're not you're not automatically starting him by any stretch. I would guess that with this new golf ball they're using, like a 12 team points league, that's like 75 pitchers active or close to it. You you just have to have such a a bevy of options that you can rotate in and out. Uh, you know, not forgetting about the you know the injured list so that that's going to you know cause havoc for your rotation, but I've, I've just been going through so many, you know, Walker Bueller is like my guy in my top worst team. And then I'm just rotating is like all these Brewers and Royals pitchers in and out, just like Cardinals pitchers, like all, all these central division pitchers. I just, I just have a, a, like a gaggle of them that I just rotate in and out and hope for the best. Yeah, I had to use Ponce de Leon in a start recently. It's like, is he discovering a new world or is he going to give me six good innings? I don't know. You're a winner either way. Uh, there you go. So I'm not hiring Jeff Samarja for my fantasy team yet. But, hey, from, from our friends at ZipRecruiter, hiring is challenging. But there's one place you can go where hiring is so simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. That place is ZipRecruiter.com slash Carabelle. ZipRecruiter sends your job to more than 100 of the web's, web's leading job boards. But they don't stop there with their powerful matching technology ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the very first day. And right now, listeners to this fine show can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. ZipRecruiter.com slash Carabelle. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash K-A-R-A-B-E-L-L. ZipRecruiter.com slash Carabelle. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. 
I almost spelled my name wrong. But I didn't. I overcame, Kyle. You are. You're something, Eric. Nothing can keep you down. You know, Kyle, I, 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 you're being mean again. What's well, the I'm word I was looking for? Um, condescending. Condescending. We're going to get to last time. You are really condescending on this show. I think I need a break from you wow. for a little while. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying, like, I'm the condescension. To... The show ends. I turn off the machine. I'm like, oh, man, he, he, he saddens me. <laughs> it's not just the hate you have for Mike Miner and Rick Porcello. Yeah, that's not directed toward you, Eric. You know I, I love you. I don't you. think it is, but, like, the condescension. AJ, you feel the condescension, don't you? It's there. Uh, does condescension begin with K? No, no, it doesn't. So I can't have it. It's in the air. I'm kind. That starts with <laughs> Can a K. You spell. We Every have an ad. Begins with. Never mind. Where I have to spell out <laughs> condescension. Well, if you struggled with Carabelle, I don't know if we're getting a bigger word. See, now that's soon. condescending. <laughs> that's condescending. That one was, but you kind of set me up for that. <laughs> You're so mean. I'm the worst. You are. I wish my parents weren't fighting. See, you're upsetting AJ now. No, Is that what you wanted, crying. Kyle? We got to close the door so he can't hear anything. You're, you can hear through the door. Trust oh, me. And, and you're upsetting him, and I don't want him to be upset. So please be nicer in the final what ten minutes of the show. I, I'll see what I can do. I'll ask John. Tom, questions. can you do something about this? Can you do something, Tom? You never speak. Do something. Make him nicer. Tom's on the phone. He's making calls. He's an important guy over here. He has no time for me or you. He doesn't <laughs> even know the even podcast there. is going on. No. I, he doesn't even know there's a show. He's behind the glass. Like it's soundproof. I'm not even sure he can hear it. He's just looking at me. So if I make some like hand gesture, he might turn on the mic. But Tom, raise your hand if you're okay. Oh, uh, he and he's blinking, so he's okay. And he says Kyle's not condescending. Like I'm just. I'm just translating through the you glass here. You say the word right. All right. I, just I, read more things. All right. John wants to know if we get the version of Crush Davis that we all paid for this offseason or if he's going to be more like the Orioles' Chris Davis oh, over the final few months here. He's struggling, guys. That's mean. Right? I mean, it, can you get any meaner than that, AJ? Like to say, are you going to be like Chris Davis of the Orioles? Like, nobody wants to be compared to that. No. Well, this is true. Although, you know, if you do take away his – Money. I like want to be compared to the money. <laughs> to start the season, it's just not horrific, so, to be honest. But every year, Chris Davis of the A's hits two forty seven. He's currently at two thirty two. He's not on pace for forty home runs. He's missed some time with some injuries, a bunch of little things. Uh, I think he had a hip, he had a hand. Um, he still has these things, but he had injuries to those things. Um, I'm getting silly. Talk to me about Chris Davis. Thank Never you for clarifying. <laughs> well, that's always something I've like. Somebody like I did a football show. I can't remember the host, and he'd be like, "Oh, he he he's out with a, a leg. He has two legs. He still has the leg. Nobody swept out. the leg." <laughs> what are your thoughts on Chris Davis? The good one. I you know he's having a bad uh, bad couple of weeks, but uh, you know he he was hitting his two forty seven. Uh, you know the end of June. So I mean I, I think it's. There's not a lot of wiggle room there for his batting average. He is who he is. Like, yeah, there's, there's been a bit of a power drought. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it takes one one game, one solid uh, check swing, and I, I think uh, the home runs will come there. I'm not all that concerned. You know, the, the thing is, if you have him on your team, it's really hard to trade him because of the DH only. It, 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 that lack of flexibility certainly makes, makes him less valuable for returns. So you might as well stick with him. I am concerned about the good Chris Davis, that he's not good. And in this era where everybody's hitting for power, like, how can I, in good faith, tell people... I've been saying the opposite to this, but how... If people are ignoring, like, Jorge Soler, who's on pace for 40 home runs, and they're ignoring Renato Nunez, who's on pace for 35, they're not even adding these guys in fantasy, AJ. 
Why would they want to add Chris Davis, whose numbers are less than those two guys? You're going to say, well, he's proven it over the last three years. That's true. But something's wrong with him. So, like, why would you want to have Chris Davis, who can't play outfield, not literally, but, like, in fantasy, or actually in real life, too. Why would you rather have Chris Davis than Solaire, for example? Um, I, I just think that, like, there is the track record, certainly. Um, the strikeout rate is actually down. I mean, he's he's not striking out. If I, I would be concerned if he wasn't making contact at all. I just think he's getting a little unlucky in, in terms of, of the balls that he's hitting, and I do think that that will turn around for him. Not you know, not to the extent where he's ever going to be a guy who's going to hit 255 even, but I, I do think that the power is going to come. I think he's going to be fine. He's on pace uh, for 60 home runs for me in my Sim League, which is last year's stats. I don't think he's going to be much fun to roster next year in that Sim League. Um, Kyle, you're not invited to that Sim League. What's Appreciate that? that, Eric. I'm just looking at it right now. Solaire's basically where Chris Davis was this time last year. I think, like you said, are they not the same player that are just completely treated differently because of name value? They're, they are being treated differently because of name value. That's, that's crazy. One thing, and that's and I'm saying we're in like past the middle of July. Do we trust three year numbers anymore at the end of July? I guess Chris Davis could hit ten home runs in the next month. He could, but he looks like he's just a mess. So like when there's guys like Solaire and Nunez and like we mentioned, Chavez and Austin Riley, they're the same. They're all the same. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I will say to, to your point that it, it is valid that because everyone's hitting so many home runs that if Chris Davis hits you 30 home runs this season, it, what does that mean? I mean, it, that the value of those 30 home runs are certainly diminished as opposed to previous seasons when, you know, the home runs weren't necessarily as prevalent. So even if he does have that, you know, suddenly surge where he hits seven in a week, uh, yeah, it gets him back on track toward, towards a, a number, but even 40 home runs this season. I mean, you know, a guy like Pete Alonso is doing that in his sleep. So. Does he really in his sleep? He hits home runs that in his sleep? That is amazing. That's incredible. Yeah, he's, a, he's an archaleptic. It's amazing. That's, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, so that's why the only reason Dominic Smith is still on the team is because he's, his assignment is in the dugout to just keep uh, elbowing him going, hey, you up, man? You up, man? You think <laughs> that's a problem with Conforto? He's not sleeping while he's playing, and that's why he can't have the Alonso season? He's a real well, you know, super. you can't you can't have a comfortable night's sleep without. Ah, I see oh, what wow. you We've did. We got wordplay. This is this is good he's stuff. He's a genius, Kyle. He is a genius. You know what? He's going to be on the podcast next week just because of that comment. I I might get Wally pipped out. Wow, how about that? How about it? I want to hear Tristan. Oh, you're such ads. a tanglefoot. <laughs> okay, what's next? Reference to a nineteen. 19- 40s film. Oh my goodness! What was the question? Did we even answer the question properly? Okay. Yeah, if Chris Davis is going to recover, it sounds like you guys aren't all that optimistic. It sounds that way. It does. It? it does. All right. Uh, Sean chimes in with Chris Davis's teammate. Wants to know what he does with Blake Trinan. He can't oh. feel comfortable starting him right now, but he doesn't want to cut him either. Yeah, that's a tough one. Now, obviously, in a points league, it's a little bit different. There's a million saves out there, but in a roto, like this was the top. Closer in fantasy last season, which frankly does not matter in the least, people. Don't worry about who you kept into the season. Don't worry about what round you foolishly drafted Trinan in in a roto league round five. Don't, 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 don't remind yourself of that. The bottom line is who gets more saves the rest of the season? Liam Hendricks or Blake Trinan? And I'm having a hard time saying Trinan. What, what, what say you? I, I agree. It, how, how can you say Trinan? It, I think it's definitely Hendricks. And, you know, it, again, it, the only person 
the only person whose opinion matters in terms of who's going to get these saves is the manager. And if the manager has watched a pitcher give up runs three out of five outings, he's less inclined to use them. It's just that simple. I, I, don't, I don't think any manager is, has, has a closer with so much capital and so much trust built up over the years that they're going to say, yep, that's my guy, and it doesn't matter if he blows six saves in a row, he's still my guy. That's not going to happen. Yeah, and, and, you know, if Hendricks was struggling, that'd be different. You could force a change, but Hendricks looks great. And I talked to him at the All-Star break. He's a fun guy. I can't imagine what it's like on the town with him. He's Australian, and, like, he just, he, he's he tough guy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to give up that closer role. He's pitching like he doesn't want to. He hasn't been allowed a run in, like, what, 20 outings or something last I saw? Like, he's been fantastic. Top 10 closer over the last month, easily. Of course, Ian Kennedy is, too, and nobody wants him. But I'm just saying, nobody's trading in real life for Ian Kennedy, by the way. Like, a a contending team is not saying, ooh, a 35-year-old former starter, that's who we need. They're not doing that. They want Sam Dyson, all right? So, like, Ian Kennedy... Could be a top ten closer for the rest of the year in Roto because he'll remain on the Royals when they, when they win they don't win seven to two like the Yankees or the Dodgers they they win three to two so Ian Kennedy top ten closer that's gonna happen you were talking preemptive trades earlier would you trade a guy like Shane Green for Kennedy then thinking that he could be put on a situation where he's not closing that's that's absolutely fair oh. now you're talking about Shane Green who and again not to hark on recent numbers but he was awful last year. Although he told me he thought he was good, but he wasn't. Um, I see the problem is if Shane Green gets traded to Atlanta, he's their closer or Philly, probably their closer. Right. It's a fine line. So, you know, but if he gets traded to Boston, is he? I don't know, but he's pitching so well this season. Detroit has to trade him, but like Ian Kennedy, come on. But so yeah, that's if, a, that's a fair statement. If I offered you that trade now, who would you take? Yeah, I would take Kennedy. Well, okay. I'd take Kennedy. Right, we've got a, so well. We've got a last question here from Brandon Hart, and I kind of like it here. We've He's getting sick of waiting for stolen bases and saves, so he wants to just take them out of his league. What type of category would you replace them with in your ideal 5x5? Five five? He's already got OBP in there instead of average. Well, ideally, he would play in a points league where they don't matter, right? I mean, that's... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's the answer. Like, if you don't like having to roster Gerard Dyson, play in a points league. Or, or deal with Blake Trinan playing a points league. That's the yeah, answer. I mean, if you are going to be in a category-based league, you, you should really uh, – you have to do math to, to kind of make the extra category. So if you, want, if you want a category that reflects speed, then what you do is you have stolen bases, uh, and you subtract caught stealings because you yeah, want to make it a net thing, and you, you give points for doubles and triples. Yep, or total bases. In that category. In that category. Because that reflects – Maybe you subtract uh, Brandon to double plays too, because that's. But you make it a true speed category. In terms, in terms of uh, on the pitching end, you have some sort of save, get you two points, blown saves, you, you cost you three, and then you add holds in there. You, you do something where it's like relief and just throw all relievers into one basket. And that's what you do there. Yeah, and, and I kind of like saves plus holds. I'm in a league that, that has that. I don't remember which one. I've lost track. And that way, you still Liam Hendricks is going to win you either way, because um, if you pitch well in the eighth inning, you should be acknowledged there too. So, I like it. All right, 
I think we've wasted enough time. Enough of everybody's time today. Haven't haven't we? Like really it's we It's not had wasting time. People choose to listen, so I don't think it's really on you. Wasting if... my time. Wasting my time. You got something for everything, before. don't you? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> well look. I, I, I'm Tristan. You really are you Tristan. Gotta today. Sing. Huh? Oh, that's wait, all right. Wait, did Tom speak? I heard a mumble. I I feel like whatever was going on earlier, I had to take the kind of emergency phone call. I'm sure that that's the thing that's going to get you all fired. I don't know what was <laughs> going on, but I'm sure. You might want to listen because I said some weird things in the show and I, they could get me in trouble. I'm definitely so, going to listen back then. Yeah, you definitely need to listen. Well, he was that movie where like they're car thieves and the guy only speaks in the very like two minutes, like uh, gone in 60 seconds. That's Tom. That's Tom. I didn't even know you could speak. I'm here. I'm gone. You don't know. Here I'm gone. All right. Well, that's it. You know, I think we have to shut it down for today. But I think we'll be back on Monday, but we is obviously not me. So it'll be AJ and Tristan and Kyle and Tom making fun of me and having a good, good time. There'll be no condescension on Monday's show because I won't be around. There won't be any need. Thank you so much for listening and downloading our little show. We will be here, I think, for the rest of the season. By the way, a couple other things. Congrats to the Hall of Famers that are being inducted uh, at the, in Cooperstown this weekend, it's not only Mariana Rivera and Edgar Martinez, but Mike Messina, the late Roy Halladay, uh, Lee Smith, Harold Baines is a Hall of Famer. Give him credit, okay? Give him credit. Don't look at the other side of it. And also our pal and former colleague Jason Stark, fantastic writer. Also, um, we say goodbye to Rob McQuown, a baseball prospectus who passed this week. Um, that is it for this week. Thank you so much for listening and have an awesome weekend. Everything is awesome. Darkness.